And welcome everybody. Hello. We're back. We weren't here last week because we tape, pre-taped a show from Linda Linda Hill. I'm sure it went well. And we had a good time filming that. So anyway, we are back this week. I'm back with Mr. Doug Johnston. And it's a gray, rainy day. It's icky, isn't it? It's the same thing day after day. Oh, it's it's kind of clear. I, I have... I'm very optimistic. I see the mountains over there, so it's clearing. That's clouds. No, those are mountains. <laughs> I can see them. They're um, mountains. Okay, all right. <laughs> you have to go down a little bit. Okay, sure. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, well, it looks like something else. Anyway, well, we all have our perceptions of reality, don't we? Yes, well, anyway. So, welcome everybody. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and you just met my co-host, Mr. Doug Johnston. And we are both here today with a fabulous guest, Ms. Jackie Slevin. She's, we're going to be talking a lot about one person, and we're going to be talking mainly about Kobe, John, Kobe Bryant, who happened to pass away last week. And he's a very interesting man, and his chart is really interesting. And, um... It was kind of obvious after last Sunday who was going to be the a celebrity of the week this week. So because he's so he was so incredibly famous and loved by Los Angeles. So anyway, um, yeah, we have all that, and we have also the Astro News of the Month that's coming up next, plus the Astro Celebrity, which will be Kobe Kobe Bryant, and um, and we're going to have a good good hour. I mean, we're going to have fun talking to Jackie. Lots of questions I have for her too. Do you have questions for her, Doug? Oh, every now and then I find one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, anyway, uh, we're going to be doing all that today. And um, and I think there's just a lot of thought. It'd be a thoughtful sort of hour for all three of us. So, anyway, we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. It's so Neptunian, isn't it? It is, and this is definitely a Neptunian period. It's true. You know, I figure that my flu that I had for the last two weeks was definitely Neptunian. I was so stressed out. I'm not even sure if it was flu, to tell you the truth. Um, I had such a stressful week, and at the end of the week, I did this Nordstrom event, and it was, and I lost my keys. I couldn't find my keys, so I had to have my friend Matt come and get me at the parking garage downtown Seattle, and we couldn't find the keys, so we had to come back the next day and get the car. It, It was the stress level was so high that at the end of that, I crashed and the, I didn't actually wake up for two you, weeks. You do know that song, right? What's that? She can't find her keys. 
couldn't find my brain either. Well, while we're at it. if you don't know it, look up the lyrics and read them. Okay. <laughs> she can't find her keys? Yeah, she so, can't find her keys. Okay, I'll have to look. It's a song? Yes. Okay. All right. I just had a feeling something weird was going to happen, and it did. So anyway, um, so let's take a look at what's going on this week or this month in, in uh, the astrology. I think you know, the first things that are happening, um, well, actually in between, uh, Mercury retrograde does happen. But Mercury moves into Pisces. Before that, immediately. Yeah, I mean... Where it doesn't like to be at all. No, I hate it there. So I think on my solar return, it's it's gone direct by then. So thank goodness. But um, Mercury in Pisces is so hard to grab a hold of. I mean, and you're trying to find your thoughts, and you can't find them anywhere. There's no, there's no location for any of your thoughts inside of your brain whatsoever. I saw mine walking out the door this morning <laughs> with the little suitcases, <laughs> all packed and gone. Uh, we'll be back after the retrograde's over. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of weeks is not oh. going to be enough this time. No, it's hard, and usually right around this time, Mercury may be going into either Aquarius or Pisces, and of course this time is going to have the retrograde right in the middle of it. It happens on March 17th, or no, February 17th to March 10th. Oh, this is interesting. March 10th is the day before my birthday. That's when it goes uh, direct. Yeah, but we're in February. Let's not jump way up I know, there. but I couldn't help it. I had to relate uh-huh. it to myself. Got it. <laughs> Mercury and Aries. I understand. Okay. I never did that. Oh, so anyway, I just... Figured. But people should have some great dreams during this one. That's all you'd be having. Well, that and your intuition and your creativity will be a little bit on the high side because your imagination's going to be that's, off the hook. That's right. And you're going to really question reality at any given moment because mm-hmm. you're not even going to, I mean, it would imagine that you may not even be, be able to trust your perceptions of things that well. You know, t- what are you seeing versus what's really there, you know? And so um, it, it's probably the, the most difficult placement. To have Mercury and, and Valen- have it retrograde. Valentine's Day will probably be a little screwy, too, because of the fact that it's stationary at that time. Oh, wow. Mercury will be stationary because it goes retrograde on the 16th. Right, right. So a lot of you might just be forgotten. <laughs> we'll be invisible. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even exist at all. But, you know, it's... I think if you you adjust yourself for the changes that are coming, you know, a little bit, realize that you can't really, uh, you really need to look at your perspective, you know, and take a look at it again. And again, get a second opinion, in other words, and maybe not even your own, because you may not even be able to trust your your own. So anyway, and, you know, there's also some new moon, moon, full moon. Well, February 9th is the full moon. No, new moon. And then uh, the the new moon, full moon, excuse me, let me try that again. New moon is February 9th, full moon is the 23rd of February. Okay, so, I mean, that's kind of like happening right, the Mercury retrograde happens right in the middle of all that. And then you have Mars moving into Capricorn, so. Oh, that'll help a little bit. It will get a little discipline going on and get yeah. things put into perspective. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, that you know, it's when you have that much going on in Pisces or any water sign it's a it's a slippery slope kids so it's mm-hmm. something we have to kind of watch take, pay a little bit more attention to than we normally do because and then we go into that Pisces at the end here with 
too much Pisces going on with the sun and the moon and everything else. Remember last week when it was everything was practically in Pisces? Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, I just remember, you know, and I read the planets after it happened. I said, no wonder I was asleep for 24 hours. You mm-hmm. know, I wanted to sleep. I had to. Well, you had all those conjunctions that went on with the Venus-Neptune. Yeah, right. Uh, Squared exactly by Mars. Right, exactly. Definitely so, was a lot of crazy stuff. And for yeah. someone that is a midpoint Piscean, you got beat up, girl. I did get beat up. <laughs> I felt it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least I'm back to normal now. I said, this, I, he says, this lasts any longer. I just want to crawl underneath a rock and forget that I even exist. I well, that's see. along the same lines. But anyway, so anyway, next we've got to start the. Astro Celebrity of the Week. Alrighty, so um, let me bring on our guest right now because she's going to comment on this uh, this person. Hi, Jackie. How are you? Good, thank you, Eileen. How are you today? I'm better. I'm better. I had two weeks of solid flu. I was telling you about that before we went yes. on. Yeah. Glad to hear you're on the mend. I am, and it was a really difficult. I mean, I'm not even sure it was a flu. I think it was some sort of emotional slash physical slash breakdowns. Of I some think kind. it was all illusional. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's course, a Pisces, you know. She I does can't that. help it. Yeah, and so it was difficult, but at least you know um, I knew what knew what to do. I had to stay by myself in my apartment. Nobody is let in, and I don't get out either. So. Anyway, so let's talk about Kobe Bryant. Um, Kobe, let me just give out his birth information really quickly. It's August 23rd, 1978 at 5 p.m. in, uh, I think, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And so um, why don't you launch this, my darling? Because I think your your perspective is extremely good. And also looking at the career thing, too, through his house, which planet would be ruling that? In his chart. Well, according to my Slevin system, yes, Kobe Bryant's principal planet is the sun. Is it in Virgo in his eighth house? And when you see the sun as someone's principal planet, creativity, leadership, and children. Wow. And he was a sponsor. His daughter possessed his basketball talent. She was a an, an extraordinary athlete like her father, and yeah. he sponsored her team. And I only found this out like two or three days ago. Well, last, frankly, uh-huh. yesterday or the day before. So he was a sponsor for her team. Uh, was the ultimate? Well, I shouldn't say ultimate, but was a very prominent role model for athletes and children because you know you too can be a basketball player like that. He was known right. for being wonderful with kids. Had yeah. five of his own. One was just born yes. not six months ago. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it, creativity. He was said to do things with basketball that others didn't or couldn't do. That's true. Now yeah. I want to because you said sun. I felt Saturn was closer, but maybe I'm off on. Oh wait, no, you yeah, it is. The, yeah, it's the sun and Saturn, and Saturn that would make him the role model. Mm-hmm. That would make him the standard against which others are judged. Yeah, but it's so close to Saturn, we can throw. I mean, so close to the sun, we can throw it in there. But you're right, Doug. The Saturn is closer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Saturn makes him the standard. Saturn gives him issues, possible issues with his father, 
And his father was a professional basketball yes, player. Yes, he was. Yep. Yeah. yeah, which you can also see with his moon in the fourth. He's carrying on a family tradition. Right, right, exactly. Which is what he was doing. And he became the standard. Mm-hmm. And also indicates workaholism. Oh, yeah. Are you? No, really? Oh, I mean, really. This... And stationary Neptune direct. Stationary Neptune direct. That's right. He was born on a Neptune station? Yes, he was. Oh, no, I missed that. That's okay. And Mercury, Mercury is a stationary direct slide in. Sli- sliding into the home base? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not even a minute. It just slides into it. Yeah, right, but it's close enough to count it. Yeah. Okay. That's well, a- stretched out fingers touching at home plate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but Neptune definitely was, and it shows in um, the Astro Data Bank. I looked up his his chart information, and said it's a it's a stationary direct planet that was Neptune, you know, and um, it kind of makes sense when you look at his life. I mean, he was to me, he was a fantasy of so many people, you know, projecting their fantasy, idealized, archetypal, iconic, athletic figure. You know, and he re, he was bigger than life, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the Saturn Saturn Moon or Saturn Sun was, oh, you know what? I got to take a break here really quick. I'm going to come back to that. So remind me to come back to that. You know, the whole th- the whole um, series of information, and the 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 pieces that add up to the Saturn Sun are just really interesting. So anyway, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we'll have more with Jackie Slevin plus Doug Johnston. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is Live Read for Angela Probst. She's an aromatherapist. At this point, you've probably heard enough about essential oils. Are you confused? You're overwhelmed? Not sure where to start? There's so much information and an aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. And her next health and wellness essential oils and emotions class is February 11th at 7 p.m. at Blue Steel Coffee in Tacoma. Actually, it's in Parkland. Anyway, it's only for ladies and we'll be talking about how stress and emotions affect our hormones and love life. We will be sharing how to use essential oils to combat stress, face emotions, and improve our love life. Oh, yeah. Okay, if you want more information and you want to talk to Angela, give her a call at today at 253-278-1599 or visit her website at www.myyl.com slash Angela. And now this is a live read for Wanda Buckner. Wanda Buckner is a pet and people psychic with Reiki Master Healer, and she's a frequent guest on our show. She draws on her extensive training and experience with energy healing to teach Yusui Holy Fire Reiki 1 and 2. The class is offered March 14th and 15th in Olympia, Washington. Wanda uses an experiential interactive approach to her students' So her students gain the skills and confidence needed to immediately begin using Reiki to heal themselves and others. The $300 tuition includes a 192-page Reiki 
uh, text, Reiki, the Healing Touch First and Second Degree Manual by William Rand, <clears throat> and Wanda, Wanda's book, Choosing Energy Therapy, A Practical Guide to Healing Options for People and Their pan- Animals. You can find more information on her website, www.wandabuckner.com, or call or text her at 360-491-3187. This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Anti-Ikipoo, the product that gets the stink out, we cover the world of animals. This week, February 2nd, a change of schedule, and it's Harmonic Energy Shifting Sunday with Jude and Paul Potton from the Whispering Dragon Center in the studio. They'll have their acutonic forks and chimes, Tibetan bowls and bells, pua ditch and rattles, ready to do free remote treatments for you or your animal friends. On Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, plus Doug Johnston, astrologer. And we've got Jackie Slevin here from good old New Jersey. Astrologer. Astrologer. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Hi. So... I was saying, um, I started to say that um, the Saturn Sun, I heard through all the broadcasts I was listening to this week, because I was focusing on that, I wanted to kind of hear what kind of person he was. And he said, the, the, the common thread that was running through all the comments was his work ethic was impeccable. I went, well, let's see, Saturn Sun, does that equal that? Yeah, it kind of does. So um, he, he had a work ethic. He'd always... He'd always have a season, an excellent season, and he would come back the next year and he would have something else in his quiver that he was trying to master or get better. So he came back a better player every year. He seemed to get better as he got older. Another Saturn trait. So um, the Saturn really did help him this time. You know what I mean? You, you think that true t- that's true too? Absolutely. In fact... I got out the calculator, and the there's a tie, Doug, for the uh, Sun-Saturn being principal planet with a 22-minute difference. Oh, okay. And if it's less than a degree difference, those planets are in tie. So it's both the Sun and Saturn uh-huh. in Kobe Bryant's case. And now, the fact that he had an impeccable work ethic, well, let's look Saturn is his principal planet. It, it's his ruling planet. He has Capricorn rising. Exactly. Right. So yeah. his Saturn is in the eighth, you know, sextiling his midheaven as his principal planet, of giving him a work ethic that was relentless, and relentless. the Virgo sun made him perfectionistic. Yep. yep. Yes. So he was outstanding in his field, and he never would never stop perfecting his craft. No, and he wouldn't. And even when he got injured, he would play through injuries. Yep. A lot of people said they've never seen anybody who could do that. You know, where he'd have some sort of injury of the thigh or something, and yeah. he'd keep playing. Yeah. yeah, you know who was famous for doing that, too, was um, Lou Gehrig. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he, well, he was amazing. Yeah, he was truly amazing. Yeah, that's really Yeah, awesome. but he all, yes, so with, um, you have to use both of those planets together, and with that Sun-Saturn conjunction serving as principal planets, you know, in tandem, 
That's the ultimate role model, the ultimate male role model. Right. I think personally that, you know, he, when he retired, he probably lost a great, that force in him, he had to redirect it. You know, into and he, yeah, and he redirected it to sponsoring kids' teams. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons he sponsored kids' teams because his daughter wanted to play. Yes, so the, had, yeah. So the direct connection between him and his daughter was so strong, unbelievable connection. Yes. That, you know, and that basically it dictated the you know the second half of his life, which he had. Le- he basically didn't have a chance to live it. You know, but. Um, I also find that his Pluto Mars, I mean, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> there is no stopping that one. No, no. Not no, and so much of his experience was international. Although yeah. he was born in Pennsylvania, he spent his formative years in Italy. That's right. Exactly. And was fluent in Italian and cites some of the, be- the best memories of his childhood, yeah. hands down, bar none, for any reason whatever happened in Italy, not right. America. That's right. So you've got the cross-cultural element of the Ninth House. He, his family were also staunch Roman Catholics. Yeah. And religion played a huge role in his life. Traditional religion, Saturn. Yeah. You know, traditional religion. And when he and his wife separated, he went to a priest for a marriage ca- for uh, marital counseling, and within like a month or two, they were back together again. I know. It was extraordinary because... The fact of the matter is the man has one heck of a sex drive. Oh. <laughs> can we to say, say the so least. with the ruler of the fifth in dignity, conjunct Mars and Pluto? Uh, I think we can say that. We could say that, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, he was incredibly sexy, I could tell. Yeah. You know, he really was. But, you know, it'd be, I'd be wondering if he would, be, would have all been tempted at all to go outside of his marriage. But he couldn't have done it very long. I mean, that ninth house placement adds a bit of religion to all that, you know, mm-hmm. and and whether it's it's right or not. I mean, the moralistic value of that, those those placements in the ninth house, the morals would have been so strong, stronger than the actual physical desire would have been. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the willingness to maintain tradition with the Capricorn rising. That's right. He was Catholic, wasn't he? Uh, staunch, yes. He was the real deal. He was a practicing Catholic. Well, yeah, he went to... Church his the morning that he died too. I remember reading that. So, oh, did he really? Okay. Yeah, he oh. did. Yeah. It's, wow. it's really sad. I mean, it, it, the whole thing is tragic. Yeah. It's just we've lost such, as I said, an incredible role model for for athletes, for human beings, for parents, for spouses. I mean, he was an extraordinary person. Yeah, he was. He had. Now, have you looked at the chart for the time of the crash? I have. Well, not of the actual time, but of the actual day. And Uranus just made a station on his IC mm. that day. Okay? Okay. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, yeah. it was the uh, it was two weeks earlier, Uranus stationed on his IC within 40 minutes. I mean, oh. less than a degree. Yeah. Ugh. Sometimes mm-hmm. those stationary planets. Oh, that's right. I'm writing about them. I should show that's right. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, any planet that goes over the IC, usually an outer planet, can usually mean a change of, you know, locale. I mean, to say the least, it can mean that you go to another dimension. But, you know, Uranus, of course, rules aviation. 
Yes. You know, and and not only that, the asteroid Icarus on the day of the uh, crash was um, conjunct Saturn and Pluto. Oh, good grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I need to check those trans-Neptunians. Yeah, those are pretty... it's not a Neptunian. It, it, it's an asteroid. It's not... oh, okay, it's an asteroid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Pluto was at 23, and Mars was at 25 or thereabouts, and Icarus was at 22. Icarus who flew too close to the sun, right? Exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It was trying to get higher and higher in the sky, but I think they were going the opposite yeah. direction. And they were climbing higher to avoid the clouds. Yeah. And then not only that, now the transiting Jupiter was on his widely conjunct his ascendant, but can definitely conjoining his series, which is the parent. Okay. Series is parenting, how oh. you viewed the younger generation. He was flying because of his daughter and the daughter's team. Yeah. And with the Jupiter on his ascendant. Now, his ascendant's almost eight Capricorn. So, right. yeah, we, we can say Jupiter was uh, still conjoining it. Uh, in Classical astrology, Ptolemy said, no one dies oh. unless Jupiter is prominent in your horoscope. Right. 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 And so there it was. Yeah, right on the ascendant that's prominent, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, in de- no, it, it was in fall, so Jupiter would not do a good thing for him. No, probably not. See, oh. his, his Saturn, his, his ascendant is Saturn, but Saturn's fall, the planet that is in Saturn's fall... Yeah. was Jupiter, and that was conjoining his ascendant. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So Jupiter did lousy things for him. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jupiter. But, yeah. yeah now, well, it gave him a euphoric feeling. Yes, like everything was everything was wonderful, you know, or something. Well, but um, you were saying that Ptolemy said that the planet Jupiter, if it is what is in bad place, what did you say about that again? No one will die okay. unless Jupiter is prominent. Right. Okay, now That's what did true. he mean by prominent? You talking about natal well, prominent? Prominent in transit okay. or progressions. I don't think he knew progressions, but it had to be touching something uh-huh. in the natal chart. Yeah. Now this is you know what three hundred A.D. something like that or common era, however you want to say yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So they didn't have that much to work with, but all the, what they did have was extraordinary. Okay. Even at that time, you know, they were all very skilled at reading sundials. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering. Of course, I have Jupiter prominent in my chart, so it's right at the top. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. That that's wonderful. That that people with Jupiter in the midheaven make it in their careers. Oh, thank God! I mean, it's I not too late. I hope that I I can hardly wait till I get there old enough for it to work. <laughs> 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 well, I was thinking since it's prominent that I would probably, you know, have a difficult time with when I pass or something. I don't no. know. Quick, no. wonderful. No, me. not necessarily. It could also. I don't have your chart in front of me, but it doesn't mean. It <laughs> certainly doesn't mean dying in in your case. You know, it would have to have the. Yeah. Would have to be activated. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's it's. I've noticed that transiting Jupiter and is really ex- astounding in my chart when it happens mm-hmm. on something. So. Yeah. Anyway. Same here. Yeah. That's pretty, do you have? Where's your Jupiter? Uh. Uh, 12 Leo in the fifth. Oh, that's nice. That's But I have Pisces rising, so it's my ruling planet. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, so anyway, we got to take another break here. And when we get back, we're going to do more of, probably do a little bit more on Kobe Bryant and talk about other good stuff in astrology. So let's let's see us in a few minutes. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. 
This is a live read for Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt writes books that center around the common person in everyday life, people just like you and me. The writings emphasize that each and every one of us was blessed with a unique, one-of-a-kind winning hand that will eventually be called upon to serve the world we live in. Matt will write stories and conduct radio interviews for the rest of his life as a way to encourage and inspire others. And another great book of Matt's is a new one. It's a trilogy called Judge Alvin Wong, Laura Town, and The Mouse That Roared. And it has been receiving a lot of attention lately and can be found on Amazon and his website. Feel free to look up Matt's website where all his books are available. Matt would love to be love to hear from you and promises to answer any or all that contact him. You can also write him at his personal a- address, email address at workinmat 7 W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7 at AOL.com, or you can call him at 206-915-1881. You can contact contact him at his website at www.mattsheabooks.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Martha Norwalk, animal behaviorist, with sage advice about living with the critters of your choice. On Saturday, Jody Levon, psychic medium, returns for another in-depth discussion about what is happening on the other side. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. I'm Eileen Grimes with Doug Johnston, my co-host, the fabulous man that he is. Oh, keep talking. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Anyway, and we also have our guest on today. She's from New Jersey. It is Jackie Slevin. We've been talking today about Mr. Kobe Bryant, and I figure he's due, you know, it's funny, I always had him in the periphery of my awareness growing up, and you know, when he was popular about 10, 10, 15 years ago. But, you know, and then when I found out on Sunday, um, everybody, the, the thing that happened was I was watching the Pro Bowl, which was interesting. It's never really that interesting, but I watched it anyway. All the spect- all the announcers kept were talking about was Kobe Bryant. And it, like, drew the attention away from that game and onto that situation and all the news services were covering it, too. You know, and um, it was, I just, I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, and the first thing my thought was that I saw them walking into heaven. I was walking, I was seeing him next to her holding her hand and he was, he was guiding her. And basically I, I, I'm not exactly sure when they will never know what, how they passed, but I think perhaps in my mind's eye that she passed first and he went with her to make sure she got there okay. You wow. Know? Yeah, that's what I kept seeing in my mind's eye, which made me feel so sad. But uh, basically, her says, you will never go anywhere that I'm not there. You know, he was so enraptured with her, and he was going to be with her forever. So She was a tourist, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Yeah, May 1st, Where's I think. Where's Moon went? Yeah, been born uh, 2006, I think, was her birthday. Uh, May 1st, so I'm pretty sure that's her birthday, yeah, and her mother was also a, a Taurus as well, so it's interesting, all these Taurians around him, and he has Taurus moon, of course, mm-hmm. you know, in the fourth house, so 
it would make sense that he would have a whole fleet of them around him, you know, and um, and he was so gifted, the moon in Taurus. I mean, you have the rising sign in Capricorn, sun in Virgo. He's basically all earth, which helped a lot. It helped him with with his body. He could tell what his body was doing at any given time. He knew how to push it, you know, so he's really living in his body. But um, he was also an extremely good money maker. He invested. He did really well. He did a typical Taurus moon type of thing, mm-hmm. you know, where he really knew what he was doing. Yeah, she actually has Jupiter trying her son mm-hmm. and sextile her Jupiter. Oh, wow. On that day. Okay. So there's that's a prominent Jupiter, isn't it? There's the prominent Jupiter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I'm not sure where Jupiter was in relative position of of, of his chart. but um, Oh, his Jupiter is exalted at an angle. His Jupiter is 27 Cancer in the 7th. Okay. And transiting the conjunction of um, Pluto and Saturn okay. in the sky right now right. was opposing it. Okay. There's the major connection right there. Right there. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it kind of... It's interesting. They always say the the manner of death, or you know, the the death of the person. We just look to Jupiter. You get the information for it. You know, and yes, because you're going on a journey. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Outside of your own body and into the atmosphere. And yes, and you say you said so well, Eileen, that he he lived in his body. Yes. An athlete has to. He has that to. was one of the reasons he came here. Yeah. That's right. That's what he, the lessons he was, he was to master the bodies, not just the function, but of his, but of his entire being, you know, he was supposed to master every part of it. That's why he took on the role of every time he came back for every new season, he played his only uh, NBA, um, he only played it at LA Lakers. That was the only place he played, which is uh-huh. very unusual. And then when he, re- when they retired his jersey, they retired two of them the number eight and the 24, because he had both of those numbers while he was playing at uh, for the Lakers. And they retired both of those a couple of years ago. Hmm. And they've never done that before, ever. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know they had never done that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, so they're both retired. And, and last night at the game, when they postponed the game for Portland versus Lakers on Tuesday, I think, they postponed it till last night. Every seat in the arena had a eight and a twenty-four jersey printed off, and sitting on the back of each seat. Really? Yeah, it was really quite a tribute, and um, it was really quite gorgeous. So um, they had a lot of people there, Usher and Boys to Men, and all these groups that sang for him. You know, and he was—I mean, listen to this guy. He was a Renaissance man, basically. He did a little bit of everything. Plus, he won an Academy Award for a movie that he made. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. It's about I Love Basketball or something. It was named. It was all in cartoon. I, I, they showed little pieces of it. It was really be- quite brilliant. It was animated. But it was his story of how he got into basketball and how much he loved it and showed applied it to every part of his life. And it was really extraordinarily beautiful. And they, at the end, they showed him walking off the off of the, uh, the, the court and um, with his back facing the camera and just drifted off the court and disappeared and I said oh my god that's what he did on Sunday yes that was so emblematic of what happened yes it is yeah and so 
He planned that eulogy ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was just thinking the same thing you were. It's like, he kind of, I think he might have known. He was so metaphysical, so spiritual with that stationary Neptune. It would have to be, you know, being guided through things and he meeting with people that, that could help him and mentor him and all that other kind of stuff, but also mentor him spiritually, well, you he know. Does, he does have that Neptune in the 12th and moon in the 4th. Yep. Which would definitely give him that insight. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And transiting Mars was triggering that Neptune. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was right on it. Right that on smack it. Smack on yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. Um, and, and Neptune co-rules his third house, and he was not taking a long trip. No, it was a short trip. Yeah, yes. it was a little. It was a short commute type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was uh, going from Orange County Airport to Calabasas. Right up there to have a, a game with his daughter, you know, and then all the other people that came along who were coaches and things like that, you know. And the sad part is hearing these people that were killed in this crash weren't just average people. They were incredible achievers like Kobe was. Yes, they were. You know, and, and they had gifts, too, that they brought into the circle. And um, it was really, um, it's very hard to, to realize that you lose nine people of the same ilk, you know, and so there's a step, it's like they're just stepping out of the room. So, yes. Yeah. There's just no words for that. It's just so tragic. It is. It really is. So, have we beat him up enough? Well, I think, I think that the chart itself, as far as that day, is an interesting chart with all the things that were going on. Yeah. So, what happened? Tell me. Well, you've got Uranus squaring Sun, Uranus squaring Saturn, Uranus squaring Pluto. Right. That's a big trigger going on that day. Yeah, all those outer planets. Neptune, I was looking to see. Oh, yeah, Neptune-Venus conjunct. Yes. Squared by Mars that day. Yeah. Exact. Yeah. So there's a lot of interesting things that were hitting that day that make you wonder what the heck. Yeah. You and know. also the transiting south node was on his ascendant. Oh, you're right. Within one degree. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Yeah, not the best thing for your body. Not exactly. You know, that could definitely mean a change. You know, um, you know, I was kind of wondering if that was a uh, something like a final thought that he would have had before he died, you know, or something that he says, I'm not going to make it through this. You know, and stepping over to the other side. Um, I just wonder, because the nodes... I remember looking at the chart of Paul McCartney when his wife died, Linda died. He had a nodal return, the day, literally the day of her passing. Really? Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. And um, I thought, wow. I mean, that's like... That was, and I think it signaled it was an 18-and-a-half-year cycle. But I'm not sure if that's how long he was married to her, but he was totally in love with her from day one. And the fact is that he had to go, he was going on one path, and then, bam, he had to shift it just like that, you know, go into a different direction. With his music, everything, it changed everything. Yes. So I'm wondering about transits to the nodes or nodes transiting something else that can can activate a, a new process without actually ever planning it, 
you know, and, and that you have to kind of take the, the ride the horse and the, the way it's going pretty much, you know, and uh, it was it's just interesting. You know, God, I didn't even realize it sit on as ascendant. So we really had the first glance at that. I thought, I don't see that much going on. And I went, oh, wait a minute. We got Jupiter 27 cancer. We've got, you know, uh-huh. all this other stuff. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. All right. You know, and, you know, the interesting thing, too, is that he had a, a Uranus opposing his moon. I wonder what that was. You know, I mean, maybe that was some sort of level of detachment that he had. Or and it's in his parental axis in the twelfth, tenth, and seventh uh, houses. Do you have any idea what that might be? Well, that would have been an unusual, an unusually strong connection to a parent, and then a sudden removing of another. Right. Or, whether moving away, or the parents gone for a year, or that sort of thing. Right. Okay. When you have Uranus in the 12th like that, there's a separation of a parent. Not necessarily you don't get along or anything no. like that. And it, it, so that could, I think that, I think his father had a play for a year there and the family came back or something like oh, that. Okay. Or there was something along those lines. Also, I think he was singled out mm-hmm. in his youth for being, okay. you know, for showing all that potential. Yeah, right. That's and and sudden career. I mean, like, you know, he never had a job other than being a basketball player. That's true. Yeah. You know. Right. <clears throat> you know, I'm also thinking it may have been at the point in his life where they had to move to Italy, you know, mm-hmm. detaching and moving away. You exactly. Know. And it might have been sudden. Uh-huh. Exactly. It was sudden, I think. It was, she, he really kind of settled down to where they were living, and bam, next thing he knew, he was in Italy. Yeah, I, you know, I think you're right, because the, uh, so if you solar arc the uh, midheaven to that Uranus, that would have been age 10. Yeah, that's so about when it happened. Read, yeah, okay, there yeah. you go. So it, and it was not a long, like, in, within six months we have to be there. Like, yeah, you have to be there next week. Pack up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it was his, came to dad's end of his career with the NBA, and he was seeking out other opportunities somewhere else on the planet. So he went to Italy and played, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that's interesting. That's because I was kind of wondering what the heck that was. I thought, now, a, a Mars or Moon Uranus opposition square or whatever it's going to be is going to have somebody in a normal light. Now, this guy was far from normal. I think he stands outside of the norm of this chart. But, um, you know, a moon, you know, Uranus would be, you know, having a, a, a parent that is a little weird, you know, and, and taking out and the, and taking it out on the kids and, you know, always kind of being an emotional, um, the, the emotion stuff would be hanging on a thread and it would always be in, in change for time. Oh, is it time to go? Oh, it's time for me to do another break. Should I do that right now? <laughs> Yeah, and that way we come back in on time. Yeah, okay, good idea. I was just on a, on a tangent, but what I was going to say is that normal moon Uranus would be um, a parent that is a bit odd or, you know, wouldn't le- wouldn't give the person a stable emotional background. That's what I was saying. So mm-hmm. anyway, okay, we'll be right back here with a Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> Hi, this is Eileen with Susan Bergstrom, the Medicare Exchange. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near the retire age of retirement, largely because Medicare doesn't 
cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we will need affordable supplemental coverage that takes care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help get the best coverage for you, and with her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she will save you some money. So to schedule an appointment or an RSVP to one of her workshops, call Susan at 253 318 9379 or email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com organic free range and fresh daily alternative talk 1150 and welcome back to the jupiter rising show right here on kknw alternative talk radio and this is gonna be the last few minutes with our wonderful guest miss jackie jackie slevin who's delightful as always you know, she's wonderful. And, you know, how many times has this been? About four times on the show? Yeah, about four, I would say. Yeah. Well, you're worth it. You're fun. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> love picking your brain, too. Yeah, it's good. It's a good brain to pick. So. Oh, and I just saw something else in Kobe Bryant's chart. Okay, okay. It has um, solar arc. Pluto was right on the Venus. Oh, on the day of his death, and the the Venus rules the fifth, and his daughter was with him. Oh boy, yeah, that kind of does. They, they died together. Yeah, it sort of indirectly leads to the daughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was he was grooming her to be with the NBA, WNBA. Yes. You know, because she was that good, and I think he found a new lease on life when he, she said to him, "I want to play basketball." He must have gone, "Yay, I can keep doing this." Yes. And I can do it with my daughter, which is even mm-hmm. better. Yeah, I saw some footage of her playing, and she was good. She was definitely quite good. So, wow, that just it just you know. When I we, wish I had her time of birth, and I could see how it runs in the family. Whether she has the moon in the tenth or the fourth, or Cancer Capricorn on the tenth or the fourth, you know, my in 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 my system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be good to see that. Um, yeah. Um, well, I'll let you know if I find it. Every now and then I go looking for stuff like this, you know, especially if somebody that I haven't found yet. And, you know, um, when I do find it, then I plug it in and start looking at stuff because um, particularly the stationary planet. I mean, when we get down to it, Kobe Bryant with a stationary Neptune. I mean, even though the Saturn was the basically the, the main planet next to the sun, the Neptune had an overall a huge influence in his life even though it wasn't what a typical Neptune would be, which like float along and just hope you land in the right place. No, he he, be, he basically floated along, but he always ri- uh, basically arrived in the right place through his intuition. So that's what I'm thinking anyway. So anyway, anything else, guys? Not what, once I just, hold on. So he was, um, yeah, he was born five days before the station. Okay. Well, that's kind of, it, it is during the week, though. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, whether it's it's not a direct hit, it's kind of the No, next it's not one. a direct hit. It was, yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it's it's in the ballpark. Yeah, it is. It's enough to to make an impact, you know, if you're going to drag his whole life out, you know, and look at it and, and look at it through various astrological lenses. You would see Neptune coming right up there. Yes, and uh, with someone with a Neptune like that, especially in his 12th house, the way it is natally, yeah. uh, that's indicative of someone who would be always performing random acts of kindness. Oh, and did he ever? Yes, mm-hmm. he did. He helped a lot of people, and um, he was a very kind kind and hum- 
humble person. Although, you know, um, he he had an enormous amount of wealth and he, you know, had a um, his net worth was around 500 million. You know, is it really? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, but he he used to make his his salary gradually went up through the twenty years that he was on on the Lakers, but by the end he was making twenty five million a year with them, and then also he invested his money in various escapades, you know, things that he was doing, basically human human projects, you know, humanitarian projects, that were you know, and also he was more than anything he was trying to find ways of expressing himself, you know, not. Not just the athletics, although I'm sure he he became so obsessed with it that he equated his self-worth and value with that sport. But he started to see that there were other possibilities that he had. And a lot of them were about translating what he had in his life so people could see it. He wanted to share that part of himself, which is really lovely. you know. It and is. It, it when is. you're using the money as to help others, it yeah. always has a better outcome. It does, you know, and, um, yeah, it's really, um, I found it interesting that the man could not sit in a car for two hours. It would drive him crazy because his physical body and, and also how it was put together and kind of injuries, injuries he did have sort of made it impossible for him to sit in a car for two hours. Which mm-hmm. is interesting, and he, right now he has Chiron on the cusp of his third. Isn't that something? That yeah, is something, isn't it? Wow. Because yeah, the weird injuries won't let him sit in the car. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, and, you know, also um, he had to find an alternative source to get places to, from here to there, which he found the helicopter. He bought a helicopter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, we could talk all day about the the, the circumstances behind the the um, crash, and I don't really want to do that yet. I haven't figured out everything yet, but I always tend to want to do that. I want to dissect a mystery, typical. But, you know, um, there was just a whole lot of unknown things that are still, it'll take them about a year to figure it out with all the investigation they have to do on it. And no black box. No black box. See, that, and oh, did you happen, you probably didn't see this. This was on uh, Stephen Colbert. He lost his par- his parents or his father and a brother on a, in a helicopter crash, and um, he said, "You Kobe know, Kobe Bryant did." No, 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 Stephen Colbert. Oh yes, okay, yes, so okay, he, yeah. And he was talking about it on the other night. He says, "You know, I'm talking." And I says, "I'm talking to you, the airline FAA." He says, "I'm talking to you." He says, "You guys need to put a black box on helicopters. That's it. There's no if ands or buts." Because that'll really clear up a lot of stuff, but they don't have that. It's not mandatory. Crazy. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there. I guess I did a lot of research on this this week. <laughs> but, it's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So anyway, listen, my dear. Thank you for being on the show and have and talking to us about Kobe. I think it was worth it. I really do. Um, it was my pleasure. Always a pleasure to talk to you too. Oh, thank you. We'll have you on again real soon. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, you're welcome. I kind of want to make you a regular, but I'm not sure how we do it. <laughs> so I'm thinking about that. Um, so anyway, I'm going to let you more know more about what I'm planning for the next couple year or so. And the best way for people to get in contact with yes, you? Yes, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, the best way to contact me is jcslevin, S-L-E-V-I-N, at Gmail. Okay, great. 
thank you so much for being on the show today. It was awesome. Thank you, Eileen and Doug. Okay. Bye-bye. Good talking to you. Okay. Let's talk about the stuff that's coming up, and that's Emerald Spiral Expo. It's on the it's the biggest and most preeminent new age fair in the Northwest featuring spiritual and metaphysical authors, crystals, and many psychics. Okay, there are over ninety booths selling crystals, books, and readings. And there's a key new keynote speaker this week, Colby Wilk, who possesses the ability and fine home skills to access pure source, then read whatever issues are present in your life. Kobe is terrific at answering personal inquiries with information that empowers us all. He will lecture, heal, and perform a workshop at the expo, which will be fun. So bring family, bring kindred spirits, and explore the exciting world of alternative medicine, new age wisdom, and quantum physics. The Emerald Spiral is a free event with free healings, lectures, and free parking at the Kent Commons, which is at 525 4th Avenue North on on Saturday, March 28th. New hours are from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And if you want to learn more or talk, talk talk to them about getting a vendor for yourself or a booth, you can contact a star brisky at emeraldspiral.com. Allow the Emerald Spiral to help you discover a new adventure on your journey of just spirituality, your purpose, and the magic inside of you. And then on Monday, we have After Dark Readings at... Uh, the Pizza Casa, which is at 12924 Pacific Avenue, Pacific Highway Southwest in Lakewood. $20 for 10 minutes, $40 for 20 minutes. First person that shows up gets a free book by Matt Shea. He'll be with me on Monday. Okay, and so uh, also on Wednesday, we have After Dark Readings at Burr's Restaurant in Stillicum. That's 6151 Stillicum Boulevard. Lakewood, Washington, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. every Wednesday evening. Okay. Now, let's see. What else have we got here? Okay. We have a horoscope column we do every week. Um, I write it and I update it every week. It's, um, it's done every Monday. And so, um, yeah, and that's on 11.50, excuse me, 11.50kknw.com. You'll have to pardon me. I'm a little out of balance here from this flu I had. So, anyway. So, how can we get a hold of you, Doug? Uh, the best way is to text or call 206-769-4924. Okay, and you can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com or the Jupiter Rising Show at AOL.com. That's the email address for that. Okay, and coming next week, we're going to have a visitor who hasn't been here for a couple months, and that will be Wanda Beckner. She's going to be talking to us about all sorts of healing practices for your animals and for yourself. And it's going to be very enjoyable because we haven't talked to her for a while. She's very cool. So anyway, um, yeah, and after that, we're not sure, but we'll be booking in somebody and you'll find out about it probably as quickly as I will know it. And we'll put it on our Facebook page, on Eileen Grimes' Facebook page. So anyway, so I want you guys to all have a great week. I hope you have a better week than I had the last two. So anyway, but I am getting better, I'm glad to say. And so, yes. So, listen to us next week right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.